Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. Back on Rutherford Issues, the Smyrna edition presented by our friends at Turner Security. State Representative Mike Sparks is in studio, and you always come blazing in like a hurricane. Hurricane Mike? Yeah, I had to run over and get me a cup of coffee. I called you to see if you wanted some. I thought you were a big coffee drinker. I had plenty already this morning. You know. Trying to wane. Never tell you that story about me bringing the extra coffee, and it was for Scott. And I hadn't, I had it back there, and uh, Truman was back there, and I said, uh, I said, and tr- I, sk- I guess Scott had not made it here, he wasn't here or something. And I said, uh, no, he hadn't come in yet. And I said, uh, you want this? Uh, I said, no, I said, I got this for Scott. He said, Scott doesn't drink coffee like that. And I thought, well, I thought Scott drinks coffee. And he said, he don't drink coffee. I said, well, you want it? He's like, yeah. So come back. And I said, uh, Scott said, hey, where's my coffee? I said, well, Truman says you don't drink coffee. He says, man, I drink coffee. <laughs> Truman got his cup of coffee. Well, of Anyways. course he did. He works it out that way. I, sh- I probably shouldn't share those stories on the Oh, radio. why not? Why not? <laughs> that, that sounds like Truman. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, we've got Dr. Ming Wang uh, joining us here as well this morning. As uh, And we have uh, Michaela, who was here with us last time, too. So she's on the, on yeah, the you phone wanna, line. You want to give us an update about Kinda. Why don't you do that? Uh, well, we got Michaela on the phone. You want Michaela to update us? <laughs> yeah, Michaela, start us off where you was with us last week. Okay, sure. Well, last week when I called in, um, I did a reflection on my internship opportunity at the legislature with Representative Sparks, and he mentioned to everyone that I just completed an interview for Representative Hakeem out of District 28 in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And later that evening after our interview um, on the radio, I found out that I received the job and I am currently sitting in my office at Cordell Hall Building. Amen, amen. Is uh, Representative Hakeem there? No, he he actually went back to Chattanooga. Did he? Um, How's your first week up here? When you were just thrown into the fire with this special session, um, uh, even the, the former assistant uh, wasn't there. I was a little surprised that you were on your own, but how'd it go? Well, it went it went well. Um, I haven't had a problem at all with the help of Marvin that he gave me during my internship. I, I feel like I transitioned pretty well, and I haven't had any problems. I figured out the ropes pretty good, and yeah. I've enjoyed my experience, um, especially Representative Hakeem and the conversations we've had, I feel like we're going to get a lot done in our district. So, isn't it, I'm isn't excited. It, isn't it pretty cool? You you think that's a God thing? Think it's a God yes. thing? Yes, I do definitely. I know you're. you're I a owe it all to him. Well, um, kind of back up and and tell us who you campaigned for a couple well, of years ago. I, well, in 2018, I campaigned with Brandon Wardrop. I was his internship coordinator over his campaign. And he was actually an opponent of Representative Hakeem, which a lot of people are surprised that he would choose someone who uh, volunteered with his opponent to be his assistant. However, I believe Hakeem seen a lot of my drive and ambition, and he saw that I would be willing to help him even yeah. more. Yeah, well, one of your main issues, you and I talked about this as a intern. You talked about a lot of the disconnect, and, and I've talked about it, uh, in, in not not just your community of, of Chattanooga, but other other areas of the state. 
Um, I know one of the issues that you're passionate about is criminal justice reform. And, uh, yes. and you, you've seen a lot of folks that, you know, at lack of education, lack of opportunity in your community. Um, and I think you and I talked about maybe seeing if our leadership, um, whether it's Jeremy, and I know Jeremy Faison will come down there and, and to y'all's district um, as well as the speaker, as well as the governor. I guarantee you, Bill Lee, if you just ask him, I guarantee you they'll show up. But but your your story, one reason I wanted you on here is just to share with the listeners, because everybody here is bad news. The media never wants to talk about good news. I mean, maybe WGNS does, but most media wants to divide and, and, and separate us. Um, you know, you're an African American young lady, and um, uh, and I think God's got big plans for you. And I I, I do think that that Brandon's going will be in the General Assembly one day. Uh, and Brandon, um, a passionate young man, and uh, you know, one folks need to realize Brandon was the main protester about Nathan Bedford Forrest at, at MTSU, and he became an intern, and we just got along great, you know. But that your story segues into our next guest, um, Dr. Ming Wang. But if you get a chance, Michaela, just listen in um, from the computer up there, WGNSRadio.com. And, and if you need us, just uh, let Marvin or us know, okay? I will. Well, thank, thank you. Have a great day. We'll see you. You too. All right. Congratulations on that, too. Boy, that's um, that's kind of crazy how that all worked out, huh? That's a God thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. – um, Dr. Ming Wang is uh, is joining us as well. Now, tell us a little bit about how we came about this and, and kind of well, do an introduction you know, here. I think I think Dr. Ming Wang's got an extraordinary story. I mean, and we talk about God things, and you know, and and not everyone thinks like you and I do, Brian. I mean, I would think most people do who are in the Bible buckle, but even being living in the Bible buckle, we still see a lot of disconnect um, in our in our culture, and we still see a lot of problems. I mean, we got churches on every corner, but we got. You know, I just had a mother call me the other day. Her daughter's on heroin. She's homeless. You know, another guy just literally called me while I was at McDonald's, a pastor, and, I, and reaching out for a guy that needs uh, help with unemployment. And we are trying to help him, but they're just bottlenecked. Uh, but one thing I like about Dr. Ming Wang, I've known him for years, and he's the kind of guy that, that can bring common ground to the, to the, to the forefront and, and solutions. Um, and so many people look at, at, at life today, you know, there's so, so much polarization. You know, there's the far left um, radicals, sometimes I'll call them anarchists. I mean, and then there's, there's probably the far right. And, um, uh, and so many times we're polarized and we don't solve the problem. I mean, what are we really doing to help that mother that's got a daughter on heroin? What are we doing to help this guy with unemployment? Sometimes it needs funding. Uh, sometimes you got to invest and increase funding. I, I mean, that's not being a liberal issue. Uh, sometimes you got to spend money to, to, to save money. And we see it with roads. I just noticed on Nissan drive, we had a bad speed bump up there and I've called T dot and they're up there paving it. And that's people have reached out to me complaining and, um, you know, and, and I just see so much division, man. And it, it worries me for the future. It worries me for the next generation. Um, and I, we had a bunch of interns come up yesterday and I, I think, I think we've kind of messed things up. I mean, look at the problems, man. Society, we could solve so many problems today with, with the technology if we're able to use it. But uh, I'm proud to have Dr. Ming Wang on with us with his uh, nonprofit, and it's called the um, the Common uh, Common Ground Network. So welcome, Dr. Ming Wang. Um, thank you, Representative Sparks. Um, thank you, Brian. Uh, you, you guys can hear me? Yes, sir. That's yes, good. Hear you oh, very wonderful. well. Wonderful. Thank you. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us about this uh, nonprofit. Maybe just um, give us a couple of minutes on what that's all about. Yes, thank you, uh, Brian. And um, it's a nonprofit organization that I have co-founded with my pastor, Pastor Rice Brooks. 
of Bethel Church uh, will outreach. It's um, Bethel is one of the most culturally diverse um, churches in this area. Uh, we have 60 some nations represented at the church. So I have had the long, so many years a burden in my heart ever since I landed in this country uh, 30 some years ago as a poor student um, surviving China's cultural revolution and having found freedom here is I have found that the America that I fell in love with 30 some years ago when I arrived as a student with only $50 is going away from the, the country that I fell in love with 30 some years ago in 1982. When I came to this country, I loved freedom, loved the fresh air. I mean, can you imagine to someone who had lived a lifetime until that point in dictatorship and oppression and to have found freedom in this wonderful new country. I remember one of the things I remember to this day that I heard soon after I landed in this country was, I may not agree with what you say, but I will defend to my death your right to say it. Voltaire. Yeah, it's just so, so refreshing, so powerful. And I realized that that is what America represents. The reason that people from around the world, including myself, fighting, sometimes people put their lives on the line just so they have a chance to be able to live in this country, come to live here. Why people fight so hard to be able to come to live in America is because America offers their freedom, but not only freedom, but also mutual respect, the common ground. And uh, I uh, met President Ronald Reagan in 1985 in the White House. Um, and uh, he was actually the first one who, uh, that I heard that talk about the concept of common ground. He said that, you know, we all human beings, we should uh, share the humanity living on the spaceship Earth. We really have to find a way to work together. So, however, our nation today is polarized. We are increasingly becoming a country that fixated on our differences rather than appreciating what we have in common. Sometimes we no longer uh, focus on the merit of issue and only consider power alliances. So with that burden, seeing where this country is going towards in the last many, many years, probably a few decades now since I landed in America in 1982, I have this burden in my heart that I want to do something. As someone who appreciates the freedom in this country in a way at a deeper level and uh, in, a more prof uh, in a more profound way, profound way compared with people who were born here, you know, human nature is such a one. We always say something. We tend to take things for granted, all of us. So I think many ways that Americans have taken the freedom in America for granted. So it takes someone like me who used to not have freedom to appreciate how precious, truly, the freedom we have here. I mean, it's like I, I take care of patients with vision problems every day. People who appreciate sight the most who are used to be, who are those who used to be blind. Yes. So 
I so I finally I established a nonprofit organization called the Common Ground Network. I realized that many of us do understand that we do need to find the common ground to resolve the gridlock so our country can move forward. So the question is not the understanding, the need to find the common ground, but the question is how to find the common ground. So I co-founded the nonprofit organization Common Ground Network with Pastor Rice Books. So we started uh, by studying the common ground seeking methods from what we call common ground champions, such as Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ, Gandhi, and to learn how they found common ground in their lives, and then extract those universally applicable principles, the pearls, those steps that are useful and proven to work in finding common ground, and then formulate those methods, and then share and teach with the rest of the world. Mm, yes. Dr. Ming Wang is joining us here this morning. Uh, a, a lot to unpack there, and I guess maybe my first um, question would be, you came to America, you, you found um, success in your career, and there's still a burden for you to um, help others in not just your business, but also just to help others, I guess, as my grandparents would say, get along, you know, and, and, and find that common ground. So um, there has to be some drive in there to, for you to decide to do this. What, what is the driving force? What, what makes you say, this is what I want to do? Uh, great question, Brian. Uh, before I go um, further, I want to take just a moment to acknowledge uh, some of the folks I've known in the Rutherford County and I've had many, many friends. And first of all, to you, Brian, uh, for the opportunity to be on your show. Um, and I understand your son, Delton, works um, for the radio station, a graphic designer. And uh, also, many friends I want to mention briefly, Bill Ketron, who is... Um, my longtime friends, and uh, he's the county mayor. And also, I've come to know many other folks in the leadership uh, in the Russellford County. Um, the uh, Murfreesboro City Mayor, Shane McFarland, and Smyrna City Mayor, Mary Ether Reed, and Esther Reed, and also Laverne City Mayor, Jason Cole. I understand that actually, Russellford County is a wonderful example of finding common ground over recent years. You know, um, that the Smyrna town manager, Brian Hercules, that worked with Reservoir County Chamber of Commerce, with Mayor Mary Esther Reed to state delegation to build those roads. I, uh, I travel to Reservoir County all the time and I see this tremendous progress construction um, in the road projects of Smyrna and Reservoir County probably you know, more than ever in history. So I see those uh, fruit of uh, common ground seeking in the leadership in the Rutherford County and all these cities. So that's a great example. I just want to take a moment to acknowledge my f old friends and uh, colleagues and fo folks I've come to respect a great deal. I think Rutherford County is a great example of common ground seeking. And the representative Mark Sparks, of course, for invitation uh, to the show with you, Brian, today. 
in terms of motivation, I probably have uh, two part answers. One, um, I suffered through the Cultural Revolution in China when I was 14, 1974. China had this 10-year Cultural Revolution from 1966 to 1976, where the communist dictator shut down all universities and colleges because they realized that people with education and information will challenge their dictatorship. So they shut down all university and colleges of the entire country for 10 years. And they forcefully deported 20 million high school graduates to the poorest part of the country and condemned each one of us a life sentence of hard labor and poverty in what they call the Cultural Revolution or Cultural Holocaust. So over 10 years of Cultural Revolution, they sent away to labor camps 20 million young people. In 1974, I finished my ninth grade. I was, you know, looking forward to attending 10th grade and beyond when the deportation order came down to me as well. I got kicked out of school and I was never allowed to go back. And I was going to be sent away to labor camp. Then I had to play music, learning dancing, to try to get into communist song and dance propaganda troops in order to avoid labor camp deportation. But that failed. So I finally, I was going to be sent away to labor camp for life. When I got lucky, the dictator in 1976, the dictator died in China. So China realized what a tragic mistake it has made by having the Cultural Revolution for 10 years and shut down universities and colleges for 10 years and having deported 20 million young people, high school graduates, to labor camps. So they stopped Cultural Revolution. Eventually, I got the chance to come to America, so 1982, with $50, followed from a visiting American professor with a student visa. I was dropped at National Airport, Washington, D.C., with that $50, with a Chinese-English dictionary, knowing no one in this country could hardly speak English, but with a big American dream. Sometimes, uh, I work all the time, uh, Brian. I work um, pretty much 24-7. And uh, the, the, the reason I work all the time is because I realized that if anyone who's going to have, say, eye surgery or eye service, what is the most important to a patient? If I were to have my eye operated, what would be the most important to me in so far as what a doctor should be doing? And I come to realize over the years is the word responsibility. I have to be responsible for every single patient that I have operated. So how can I be responsible? Is I realize that the most important is to make myself accessible so that any of my patients who I have operated at any time, 24 seven, if they have any question, they should be able to reach me, ask questions, and I should be able to personally take care of them. So as a result, I work all the time and um, uh, it, I, God has really blessed us. We have very successful practice now. I've done about 55,000 procedures, including uh, over 4,000 doctors. But then sometimes friends come ask me, say, Ming, why you work so hard? Why you work so hard? You know, I got an email from you three o'clock in the morning. And I come to realize that reason I work so hard especially we had the foundation. For example, we, with the doctors, we donate our services to help blind orphan children. 
We have, pay, we have helped patients from over 40 states in America and over 55 countries. With all side restoration surgeries for the foundation patients performed free of charge. So friends, say, friends sometimes ask me, why do you work so hard? Why? And I come to realize that I, the reason I work hard, especially to help those patients who are suffering, who are living blind uh, darkness, is because I used to suffer. So I can feel that pain and suffering because I used to suffer myself in China during Cultural Revolution. And second reason, Brian, to your question, why I'm so motivated is uh, to find the common ground, to overcome our polarization as a society. For me, I'm so motivated to help with that is because I have suffered through an extreme form of polarization, dictatorship. So I have been there, I've done that, I've suffered. So basically, to put, to put simply, to answer your very important question, why I'm so motivated to help America find the common ground, to overcome the polarization gridlock, is because I've suffered through extreme form of polarization in China, the dictatorship. As, a, as an immigrant, as a, you know, like many immigrants and refugees from around the world to fight to have a chance to come to live in America, is we don't want to see America to turn into a country that many of us have escaped from. Yes, yes. Our guest, uh, Dr. Ming Wang, we need to take a quick break here. We'll come back and continue the conversation here on Rutherford Issues, the Smyrna edition presented by Turner Security. When you turn to Turner Security, powered by TechCore, you can leave your security issues at the door. Security, access control, cameras, and much more for your business and home. No long-term contract. We keep your business because we did a great job, not because you sign a five-year agreement. One call does it all for your security and technology needs. Online at turnersecurity.us. That's turnersecurity.us. Turn to Turner Security. This portion of the show brought to you by Mabco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&Ms for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mabco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mabco today. Hi folks, listen up. This is Rodney French from French's Shoes and Boots. If work boots are what you want, come see hundreds of styles of the best brands of work boots on the market. Soft toe, safety toe, lace-up, slip-ons. French's has the best selection of work boots in Tennessee. If we don't have it, we'll get it. We carry small to extended sizes and wide widths in almost everything we sell. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. On South Church Street, between I-24 and Middle Tennessee Boulevard. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. When you turn to Turner Security, powered by TechCore, you can leave your security issues at the door. 
Turn to Turner Security. Rutherford Issues on News Radio WGNS. About five minutes in the show left. Uh, State Representative Mike Sparks and Dr. Ming Wang joining us here on Rutherford Issues, the Smyrna edition. Yeah. Dr. Ming Wang, um, I, I see the picture. I was just showing it on the camera here uh, with Ronald Reagan and you. And one of his uh, famous quotes that I like is um, he said, if I find something that agrees with me 80% of the time, that's an 80% friend, not a 20% traitor. And um, uh, I often talk about synchronicity. In fact, it was strange when we were at Turner Security, that commercial we just heard, we're at Turner Security, another example of synchronicity. We were doing a Zoom call about COVID. You were on there with us. And I was in another call I had to step into um, for my class at MTSU. And my professor's lecture was you giving sight to a blind man. And it was so cool. Um, uh, Leon Oligood, I think he'd done a story for you. He used to write for the, for the banner, I think, Tennessean. And um, uh, it was really pretty cool. But, you know, when I, I just left the Capitol, um, you know, last night, see a lot of polarization up there, see a lot of folks protest. I'm kind of curious what they're protesting about. You know, they, they've never really, uh, you know, talked to us about really reforms of, as far as what we can really do. And I'll meet with anybody there. And, they'll, um, you know, they were protesting us getting out of the day and see statues torn down and see vandalism. Um, and something else I've seen that 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 really disappointed me was uh, what happened to Representative John D. Barry. And I don't know if you have followed that, Doctor Ming, Ming Wang. Um, John D. Barry literally marched with Doctor King as a boy. He gave a great speech on the House floor. I'll be uploading it to YouTube probably in a day or two. But he was really fired up about um, what's going on because he was there at the protest with Doctor Doctor um, King and. Um, and Dr. King was a positive force for change. Uh, he had uh, examples of what needed to be done. I mean, he spoke up for the least of these, like Jesus talked about, like Gandhi talked about. And, um, and I see a lot of division. Now, I see the Lord has got his hand on you. I've seen it on you. And um, remember, I seen you at my Rotary Club a few months yes. ago. And that night, I was speaking at the church that I used to attend, it was called the Lord's Chapel at Granny White Pike in Bell Road years ago, Old Hickory Boulevard. My mom took me there when I was a kid, and it was like a holy roller, you know, kind of Pentecostal church, I should say. And um, and I was speaking to the Tennessee, a Tennessee Minority Chamber of Commerce, and I was asking you of some things I should talk about, and and if I shouldn't mention Taiwan or anything, and and yes. um, and I started talking about the movie Guys Not Dead, and I didn't realize that. That church is where the pastor. Uh, I didn't know that till somebody come up to me later. That's a Dr. Rice. Uh, is it Brooks that authored the book "Guys Not Dead"? Mm-hmm. It was a strange coincidence, but I call that I call those God wink moments. Um, but here's a question for you. You know, you've graduated MIT, uh, summa cum laude. You're probably the most intelligent person that most of us will ever know. I mean, you've literally given sight to to, to a myriad of people. And you have all the academic experience. What about the spiritual side that I think we maybe fail to, to see? Um, and maybe we're blinded by the spiritual connection, the evil that's out there in the world. Ephesians six twelve is what I often talk about. But talk about the spiritual side, because I know God's got his hand on you. Talk about that for the, the remaining minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I want to also comment, um, uh, Representative Mark Sparks has been really a champion your, yourself in terms of helping diverse culture 
immigrant minorities unite for the common good, which is to help America, to help keep America strong. And yes, the Bethel Church, where you spoke to that chamber, minority immigrant chamber, was uh, where uh, God's Not Dead, uh, the movie, the book and the movie originated. And you're in that, you're portrayed in yeah. that movie. Yes, the Chinese student character in the movie God's Not Dead was inspired by my life story. Actually, my autobiography book, From Darkness to Sight, now is being made into a major motion picture also. It's wow. called Sight, and it will come out next year. And the, that book, uh, book and movie is per perfect segue to uh, answer your question about faith. My book, From Darkness to Sight, and the movie Sight coming up next year, is a journey from an atheist to have found God in this country, to have found Jesus Christ. And the way I found it was similar to the movie God's Not Dead inside the Chinese student character. Yes. I came to this country after survival cultural revolution. All I wanted to do was to study science. I was not interested in anything else. Then I found that science was not sufficient by itself to explain much of the complex world the human anatomy of the eye, and all these things that I was studying. And then I met a professor who took me out for lunch, and he said, what's a car street? I said, it's a car. He said, what's the difference between car and a human brain? I said, human brain is a lot more complicated. And he said, okay, can you imagine a power random piece of metal assemble itself into a yes. car? I yes. said, no way. He said, how about human brain? So right then and then, he opened the window in my life to Christ. Amen. And I realized that science, life is not just about science, it's about science and faith together. Science tells you what things are. Faith tells you why things are. Science gives you the foundation, the tools, the medical technology. And what I learned through my life experience, through foundation, other work, that the belief in Christ gave me the purpose what I'm going to use these science and technology, medical technology for, in this case, to help those who need help the most, which are blind orphan children. So I think when I watch the riots and all these destructions in our country and people are complaining this, complaining that about America, and you know, as an immigrant, as someone who used to not have freedom at all, who have come to appreciate freedom and the common ground so much more than average Americans who were born here with freedom and have many of us have taken for granted. And I just want to shout and say, folks, don't destroy. Yes. We are so blessed yes. to, to, to be live in this, this wonderful country. And that's don't screw it up. Yes. Yes. Uh, we've got uh, maybe a minute and a half left here, Dr. Wang. I, I wanted to give you the opportunity to um, tell us how we can find out more about the Common Ground Network and, um, and anything else. I'm sure you've got websites and things of that nature where we could find more information. Thank you, Brian, and thank you, Representative Sparks, for the opportunity today. Yes. The key question is how to find the Common Ground. So our Common Ground Network, a nonprofit organization, has spent a time and effort to learn from the Common Ground champions, Martin Luther King, Jesus Christ, Gandhi, Nelson Mandela. Learn these universally applicable pearls, the steps, how to find the Common Ground, and then teach and share with all of you. So to find more information about the methodologies 
the common ground seeking methodologies, how to find the common ground in each of our own lives, in our own conflicts. Um, you can visit either drmingwang.com, D-R-M-I-N-G-W-A-N-G.com, or commongroundnetwork.org. And we'd love to hear from you, and let's work together. Let's appreciate what we have. We have shared humanity yes. on the spaceship Earth. Amen. Thank very you, Dr. Good. Ming. Thank you very much, uh, Dr. Ming Wang, for being with us today. Mike, I appreciate it as well. Yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. And that's going to do it here for our program. And uh, today's conversation on Rutherford Issues, the Smyrna edition, powered by our friends at Turner Security. Turn to Turner Security for residential and commercial security needs. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.